Yo, what is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX GamerCast. I nailed it. I fucking nailed it. This is episode 13. Oh, because it's, you know, Halloween. and Well, it's not Halloween, but it's October. And it's actually almost October the 13th, so that's pretty neat. Ah, whatever. Uh, so, as you can see in the title this week, I am doing a major game. I am talking about Pokemon Gold and Silver. But before we get into the meat and potatoes of the episode, let's talk about some of the video games and or movies that I have been uh, enjoying over the last week. So, in terms of video games, I have been playing Resident Evil 3 Remake on my PS5. Also doing a Let's Play of that on my YouTube channel. Link down below. You can go ahead and follow the, the YouTube channel and, and follow me along as I get terrified endlessly through Resident Evil 3. I am um, very much so enjoying Resident Evil 3. I went into it with uh, pretty low expectations because a lot of people who are into Resident Evil games a lot more so than I said it's a pretty... I don't know, just a meh game. Like, they're like, yeah, it exists, but it's, like, definitely nowhere near as good as Resident Evil 2. Um, I'm really liking it, man. I, I don't know anything other than the existence of Nemesis. And uh, I have met the Nemesis, and he is very scary. I didn't know that he can run so fast, so that's been going on. And uh, I'm really enjoying it, man. I think it's a really good game. It's gorgeous. It's a little bit more action-packed than... Um, other Resident Evil games, not as action-packed as Resident Evil 5, but uh, it's not as scary as Resident Evil 7, so um, yeah, somewhere in the middle there. Uh, seems like it has a ton of ammo. I'm roughly, I don't know, maybe two and a half, three hours into it, so I don't know, somewhere around the halfway point quite possibly, but so far so good. I am going to continue onwards with that game. Uh, still going through Amore on Xbox One, uh, still really enjoying it. I feel like I'm getting very close to the end. I was actually just playing it and uh, yeah, talking to my buddy Josh at work. It sounds like I am getting closer to the end. Uh, again, going to keep talking about this game. If you enjoyed Earthbound or if you're looking for a quirky, weird little RPG, uh, this is this will be up your alley. It is, it is uh, very weird. It's got a unique little story to it, uh, just filled to the brim with charm. The characters are great. Story is very interesting and weird. Um, yeah, it definitely has a comparison to Earthbound, a similar looking style. Combat is, is good. It's got a little bit of a twist on it. I don't want to talk too, too much about the video game because I would like y'all to check it out it's it's really solid i think it's a, a hidden gem out there it's on xbox game pass so if you have it go ahead and check it out o-m-o-r-i amore it's uh it's a very good game i will um i don't know if i will do an episode on it i'm still debating like i said i have not been taking notes or anything throughout it I've just been playing playing with it so I'll see what happens when I get to the end. Supposedly, it's uh, it's gonna have a pretty interesting ending by the sounds of it. So we'll see. Maybe uh, in the future I'll do an episode on Amore, but if not, oh well, we'll see. And I'm still playing through Disco Elysium as well on my YouTube channel. I am also getting close to the end of that game. Thankfully, I, I forgot how fucking long that game was. I didn't. It's not that I, I love Disco Elysium. Don't get me wrong. I just maybe would have thought twice about doing a let's play of it. Literally just uh, edited up the what 65th video. So yeah, it's a pretty long game. It's a long let's play, but it's a very very funny game. I, I love Disco Elysium. If you haven't checked it out. 
go ahead and get that song, bitch. Now it has like the full voice acting and everything. They added that like a year and a half, two years ago now. But regardless, it's a, another gem. If you haven't heard of it or anything, do your due diligence. Go look that game up. But don't look into it too much because it's got a lot of... It's a story-driven game and it's got a really cool story. So uh, go ahead and check out Disco Elysium, one of my favorite games over the last five years or so. It's just a very, very good game. Still going through Two Points Campus. Uh, still enjoying that just I'll play it every like I don't know once or twice a week or something it's it's more of two points hospital if you liked it you'll like two points campus and I am still playing through Bowser's inside story on the DS um, oh my god I almost had to throw that game out the goddamn window I got so upset with it if you've played that game before I think you'll know what I'm talking about when I say there's a carrot mini game where you have to eat this fucking carrot, dude. And it is so stupid. It's so confusing. It took me like 10, 15 tries to get through it. But I had nothing better to do with my life. So I just kept trying. And I was looking things up on the internet. And like, I couldn't figure out what the fuck to do. Like, you got like it, it, these pieces of carrot come down. And it'll make a little like ding sound when like there's supposed to be an enzyme in it. And if you, you tap the fucking stylus like a psychopath trying to get to the enzyme before it changes. So it's... If you know, you know. It was fucking terrible. Thankfully, I got through it because I do really like Bowser's Inside Story so far. And yeah, when I was looking up like what the fuck to do with this minigame, uh, I was reading like a ton of people like quit this game at that point because they didn't know what the fuck to do. It really makes no sense. It, you just I had to get lucky, man. I still I have no idea how I got through it. Uh, you got to like tap through all this carrot stuff in like 30 seconds i think i had like 1.3 seconds left and i was like oh thank god so yeah thankfully i got through that mini game so i can continue onward with bowser's inside story enjoyable game you know if you're looking for um something in the lines of uh older paper mario games like i said before i've never played thousand year door so i don't know if it's like that but it is pretty similar similar to paper mario on the n64 anyway so got a similar combat it's quirky it's it's funny it's it's a different style of of mario game it is like an rpg so yeah if you're not into rpgs but um yeah maybe skip this one but if you haven't played it i'd recommend go check it out but if you get to that carrot mini game and you and you hate it don't blame me man because um yeah, it's, it's, it was pretty fucking bad, but I got through it, so it's okay. And I did, uh, I'm watching a couple TV shows right now on the go. I am on literally the final episode of Better Call Saul. So I don't, I hope maybe I'll be able to finish it off tonight. We'll have to wait and see, but Better Call Saul is a fantastic show. In my opinion, I, I have enjoyed it better than Breaking Bad, but I haven't watched Breaking Bad since you know that that show ended. So it's been a while since I watched Breaking Bad. I am kind of having an itch now that I'm, I'm, close to the end of Better Call Saul. I wouldn't mind going through Breaking Bad again, but I don't know, man. That's just a lot of television. I don't watch a lot of television TV shows all that often, so it's a it's a maybe, but eh, Better Call Saul's really good. If you haven't checked it out and you've watched Breaking Bad, then I, I don't know what the hell's wrong with you why you wouldn't watch Better Call Saul, but go check it out. You have no reason not to check it out now. It's on Netflix, and um, it's done now, so you can sit there and binge the whole fucking thing, so good show. Really good show. Another show I'm watching right now is that uh, Jeffrey Dahmer show on Netflix starring Connor McDavid. If you know, you know. Um, the actor that plays Jeffrey Dahmer in the show looks exactly, I mean exactly, scarily similar to Connor McDavid. And now that I've seen the memes online and stuff, I've, now that I'm watching Jeffrey Dahmer, like I look at my wife like at least four or five times per episode. I'm like, do you think Connor McDavid is like 
gonna become Jeffrey Dahmer or something. I just keep making Connor McDavid, Connor McDavid, Jeffrey Dahmer jokes. Uh, seriously, if you haven't seen it and you know who Connor McDavid McDavid is, look up the memes and stuff. It's it's crazy how similar they look. It's absolutely it's fucking hilarious. And I watched a movie the other day. Uh, called Across the Universe. This movie came out in like 2007. I was high on mushrooms the other day and I was looking for a good film to watch while high on mushrooms. I, I saw that this was one that was recommended to me and all it, all it had to say was that it has it's, it's a musical with the Beatles music. I was like, I'm in. I fucking love the Beatles, man. I love the Beatles. And if you like the Beatles... You might like this movie, man. It's pretty damn good. Um, it's a very fucking weird movie. Um, there are some incredibly cool dance numbers in it. I won't spoil it, but wow. There was the the Uncle Sam dance number was absolutely fucking blew me away. I was like, that was so fucking cool. And then there's a part later on where they meet, they go to this like circus. There's an awesome dance number at that part as well. It is um, like a love story. Uh, very, very, um, just, what do you call it? Simple love story. It's, it's, it's simple as it gets, but I feel like they nailed it. Um, I was, I literally almost like backed out of this movie cause I, I was not enjoying like the first 20 minutes or so. And, uh, if you have watched it or you want to watch it, just, just don't worry. It, it picks up, it picks up the steam quite a bit. Um, thankfully I paid money. I rented this movie on Amazon and, uh, paid $5 to rent it. And I was like, oh, this sucks. I'm going to go do something else. And I was like, well, like the little voice in my head was like, you paid money for this. You psycho, you can't just leave. So uh, yeah, I sat there and watched through the whole movie. I was, I was pretty high on mushrooms, not crazy high, just having a good time, you know, just having a good time. And, uh, yeah, if you have access to mushrooms or psychedelics or just weed or something, I highly recommend Across the Universe. It was a very solid film. Uh, if, I, if I had to score it, I don't know, six and a half out of ten. I don't know. The ending the ending choked me up a little bit. Like, I didn't cry, but I was like, oh, that's so... Oh. I was very, very happy with the ending. It was very, very good, nice, happy finish to the movie. But, um, yeah, it has, um, it has um, like, a, what do you call it? A, a moral to the story that you know, a war... War is bad, you know, obviously war is bad, but it really hit home with me today or last night when I watched it because obviously the war going on in Ukraine and stuff like that, it, it really hit home and like that that message is never going to fall flat on, on ears because it's still very relevant today. So yeah, if, if you happen to miss Across the Universe, do you like the Beatles and you're looking for a musical or something? It's not all, it's not all, Just it's not just a full-on musical. They're, they talk normally, but there's like, a good handful of, of dance uh, musical numbers and stuff, but it's all Beatles music. So it's uh, I love the Beatles, so I was I was really into the movie. So there you go. That's all I've been watching and playing this week. Uh, if you guys, I would love to hear what you guys are playing or watching. If you if you'd like to let me know, you can you can drop by the Twitter page, drop me a message. I have an email address down there. You can also send me an email or anything like that. I would love to hear what you guys are doing because I'm always on the hunt for cool new movies and or shows. And of course, I'm always interested in people's opinions on video games, even if it's a game that I've played. I love to hear other people's opinions and takes on it. That's that's why I listen to a whole bunch of podcasts, so I can hear what other people are playing and all that good shit. But, um, yes. All right, so we're done with the intro. Let's get into the meat and potatoes of this episode. We are talking about Pokemon Gold and Silver for the Game Boy Color. This motherfucker came out, I think, in 2000, something like that. It probably came out earlier in Japan and all that good stuff, but holy fuck. So... 
let me just kind of run you guys down my history with Pokemon. Uh, obviously, I grew up uh, when Pokemon was very popular. I was roughly like, I don't know, maybe five years old, like 1998 or some shit, when uh, Pokemon really exploded onto the scene. And uh, I was always into the Pokemon cards right away. Co Pokemon cards were the first thing I got introduced to. My grandpa used to give me like packs of fake Pokemon cards. I had no idea that they were fake when I was a kid, but once I started collecting real ones, uh, yeah, I realized how fucking fake those things were, and uh, yeah, just got rid of all those, but yeah, I was a massive uh, Pokemon card collector. My sister and I, when we were young, uh, we both, I believe, I don't know if my sister does have the full collection, but I know for a fact I have the first original 151 Pokemon cards. I have them all. I got the Charizard. I got the Blastoise. First edition. Thank you very much. No, my Charizard isn't first edition. And if you want to buy my Pokemon set, just send me $30,000 and it's yours. Um, no, seriously. Um, I have all the original 151 and I uh, have most of the second generation, 152 to whatever the fuck. Uh, I'm missing, I don't know, maybe like 20 of those cards. I have, I, I don't have any intentions of completing that. I'm just happy that I have the first original 151 Pokemon cards. They're in my binder. They are all like, oh man, there's so many stories behind those cards. And uh, maybe someday I could talk about my Pokemon collection in, a, in another episode or something. But that's where my history started with Pokemon. And then, of course, the, the television show came out and my sister and I were fucking psychopaths addicted to that show. I absolutely loved it. And even not that long ago, like maybe six or seven years ago, I think it came on Netflix or whatever. And I, I started rewatching a little bit a little bit of it. And dude, that first episode, whoo, that motherfucker hits hard in the feels, yo. When when Pikachu and Ash they're running away from I think it's the Spiros or, or the Beedrills or something and it's raining and, and he and he's riding the bike and then he crashes and the little Pikachu looks like he's dead. I was like, oh my god, oh my god. Yeah, dude. Um absolutely adored Pokemon and then of course got introduced to the Pokemon video games and I started on Pokemon Red and uh, on my Game Boy Color I I didn't I was very young when I played it so I don't believe I ever finished that original Pokemon Red and uh, yeah I think I got lost in one of the caves I didn't know what Flash was or where to find it so I could never get through that cave so yeah I didn't get very far at all in Pokemon Red the original uh, years years and years later I got Fire Red and I completed it all that good shit so don't worry but um, today we are talking about Pokemon Gold and Silver. More so Gold because that's the one I had. My sister had Pokemon Silver. So uh, I'm just going to go through my recogle my recollection. I don't... Okay, let's just not say that word. Let's go with my memories on... Uh, when I played that game way back when I was a little child, a little fat kid that I was back in the day. Um, dude, I remember getting this game for Christmas and um, fuck, man. I, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. This was a... This was a life for me once I got got this game. Like, all my life, all my extra time was spent playing this fucking game, dude. And I absolutely adored it. We had all... My, well, my sister got silver, of course. And I just want to say, because people are probably wondering, Ah, oh, what Game Boy Color color did you have? I had the lime green one. Of course, who didn't have the lime green one? Come on, lime green, that's where it's at, y'all. Am I right? Am I right? My sister had the turquoise colored one or the aqua blue, whatever the fucking 
that one anyway and i believe my uncle had well he had two of them actually he had the the see-through purple one or whatever and he also had the pikachu one the the yellow version so yeah he was loaded up with a lot of the cool shit but also not only did we have game boy colors and stuff we had some of the badass accessories for that motherfucker back in the day we had the trade cable oh yeah and the only time i was able to actually make trades and get those fucking Pokemon that you have to make trades for, like Alakazam and Gengar and all that shit. My sister and I, we were swapping Pokemon all the time. There was even a, a point where my uncle was like done with gold, and he gave me his Typhlosion, and so I had two Typhlosions in my squad. So, boom, what's up with that right there? And we also had the you had the Game Boy Light, like the little attachment. You put it in the side and it has that little fucking light. You know what I'm saying? Has anybody had that thing? Oh, I, it was like a must-have back in the day because, you know, all those late, late nights, staying up every weekend, staying up till the fucking crack of dawn, basically, just catching Pokemon and fighting trainers and leveling up and all that stuff. You had to have the freaking little light. Am I, am, am I right, y'all? Because that, that Game Boy Color was pretty darn dark. So you it was hard to play it in the, in the night time but oh i had that light and oh my goodness i remember i i am picturing it right now with this little curly curly little wire that it had and oh oh the days man the days and of course the batteries we had batteries up the yin yang until my dad had to take out a 15th mortgage and he was like that's it we can't afford these batteries anymore because you would we go through like a pack of duracells a week between my sister and i the first little while that we had this game because we just couldn't fucking stop playing it so eventually we got the the charge cable thing so yeah sometimes you would have to sit in weird places to to get that thing plugged in but just couldn't stop playing it and really i had no complaints i would plug that thing in and i don't care as long as i just keep playing my fucking pokemon i was happy and um man like i said i played this game so much i can't i wish i I knew the amount of hours that i put into it if i had to take a a random guess i would say somewhere in the range of like three to four hundred hours more than likely and um no i did not catch them all that was uh that was not the way that i played pokemon games back then now when i play pokemon games i definitely am trying to catch them all but back then man i was uh, i was just a simple kid i just liked catching the pokemon that i thought were cool and then leveling them up to level 100 and um yeah that is definitely something i will never ever do again is go through that grind of leveling up my pokemon that was this was the only game that i got pokemon up to level 100 and i don't remember how many i had up to level excuse me level 100 but um it was definitely like over 10 i would say for sure because i had my all my 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 go-to squad was all level 100 and then some of the pokemon that you get later on in the game i got all those guys up to level 100 so i'd say like 10 pokemon up to level 100 roughly give or take but uh yeah that's all i would do man i would just grind and grind and grind fighting the elite four over and over and over again fighting you know who at the end of the game over and over and over again and then being in that final area just fighting level like I don't know, late 40s, maybe level 50s, and yeah, it took a long, long, long long-ass time to level up Pokemon to level 100, and uh, dude, I remember, like, how satisfying it was to see that little bar go up for the final time, and you go ding, and you get that level 100, oh, dude, that used to be so satisfying to me as a kid, like I said, I would never do that now, I just don't have... I hate grinding in video games, and yeah, just not for me, and um, 
Yeah, but my sister, on the other hand, she was all about catching the catching them all. And um, one of the most tragic gaming stories I have ever heard is uh, my sister. Uh, my dad was dating this chick back in the day, and she had two kids that would come down to visit every summer. And uh, they got a hold of her Game Boy Color one day when she wasn't there, and they started a new game. And if you know, you know. But um, yeah, you can only have one save file on your Game Boy. So when they started that new game, they deleted her file. And um, yeah, she was absolutely fucking devastated. I was devastated just hearing. I feel terrible just having to tell the story because it was so, so fucking tragic. And you won't believe how many Pokemon she had, dude. She was... 297 she had 297 of i think the 301 or 302 pokemon that were in that game she was right there and then those little fucking shitheads deleted her save man and um yeah that definitely made her less of a gamer like she was a pretty hardcore gamer back in the day she would she would game about as much as i did if not more and i'm not that didn't like put the final nail in the coffin but i can tell like that definitely did some damage to her and her gaming mentality because you did you put all that all those fucking hours in just to have it go away and absolutely fucking nothing to show for it but hey kaylee if you're listening to this i remember that you had 297 pokemon and how fucking close you were to finishing off that pokedex and i remember her grind man like she grinded so hard to get some of those pokemon and of course i did my due diligence as a good little brother that i was and i would make sure that she got the pokemon that she couldn't catch in silver i made sure i got her all those pokemon and we would swap back and forth and all that good stuff just so she can have it in her pokedex but yeah, dude, uh, one of the most tragic things that I can ever, ever remember uh, growing up as a kid, and I had a very tragic childhood. Um, yeah, dude, that was absolutely devastating. So if anyone can top that one, if you had a completed Pokedex and some little shithead deleted your your save file, let me know, and that, and then I'll tell my sister, and maybe that'll make her feel a little bit better about what happened to her back in the day. But um, yeah, so let's get out of the depressing stories, and let's talk about the fucking starters in this game oh dude i love all three of them i don't even care yes i even liked chikorita i thought chikorita was so fucking cute chikorita of the three like the first um like the first what the fuck dude first evolution of the three like cinequil totodile and and chikorita i mean come on y'all chikorita was so fucking cute and yes cinequil is extremely adorable totodile it's not cute but it's fucking cool like totodile is without question the coolest um and uh, I picked, I was a Cinequil guy. Yep, I was a Cinequil guy. I don't know if that's bad. I don't know. My sister was the Chikorita. So she did the Chikorita. So you can go give her shit if you can find her out there. Because I barely, I don't even know where the fuck she lives. So <laughs> there's there's that. She's somewhere in America. But um, yeah, she picked Chikorita. I was the Cinequil kid. And uh, dude, Typhlosion. What's up with that, bro? That is that is by far a top five favorite Pokemon for me of all time. I I'm a pretty uh, I'm a pretty simple guy when it comes to the Pokemon. Like I like my Charizard. I like my Typhlosion. I'm not very familiar with the names of the newer Pokemon. I I know Gen One and Gen One, Gen One and Gen Two, like like the back of my hand because I owned all the cards and stuff. But um, yeah, Typhlosion is probably my 
third favorite Pokemon of all time. I'll talk about my first fa- my first favorite Pokemon of all time because he's uh he he'll be in here somewhere. Don't worry, I'll talk about him. And I'd say Charizard is my second just because I mean, dude, Charizard and and um I'll just tell the story of the day that I got the Charizard, uh the card Charizard. It was now this is a story that this is what my dad told me. Now he could have just went out and bought these cards. I have no idea because when I tell this story, it sounds extremely unreal. But um, my dad called me up one day. It was like it was a Sunday, and uh, he was flipping out on the phone because like he was as into collecting the cards as we were because he just wanted us to get them all so then we never have to collect any more cards again. Little did he know that there would be about 3,000 more of those cards and we would get addicted to other cards. But anyway, he called us up one day and he was flipping out because he claims, now he claims, I'm not, I can't tell you if this is fact or fiction, but this is how it went for me. He called us up and he was freaking, he was like, oh my god, I got two Charizards, and like, I don't know how many fucking, he more than likely bought a whole box of cards, because he would do that every now and again, he would buy a whole booster box of cards, so he had, a shit you not, I know, I remember the cards that he got, he got two Charizards, a Chansey, a Gyarados, and I believe it was a Dragonite, so, one of the greatest pulls of all time he got two charizards and as far as i know i know for a fact that mine isn't first edition and i don't know if my sister's was a first edition but if i had a first edition charizard i would be retired right now because that thing is worth a big old chunk of change and um, we took care of our cards the second we got cards they go right into the sleeve to go into the binder never to be touched again so yeah all my cards are in great condition but yeah dude that's how i got the charizard i remember like freaking out at my mom i was like mom you gotta take us to dad's house right now and we're gonna get these cards and oh man that was one of the greatest days of my life um yeah so back to the starters um i liked all three of them i even remember uh, using, I went through a playthrough later on in life where I used Chikorita, and I like Chikorita a lot. It turns into that Magnium thing or whatever. I like Grass-type Pokemon. I know they have um, a lot of their weaknesses, obviously, to fire and all that shit, but I really liked, I liked all three of them. And I just have to say, Feraligator is one of the coolest-looking fucking Pokemon I have ever seen in my life. I was looking at the, I have the card, and I'm looking at that guy, and I'm like, oh my god. God, that thing is fucking cool, dude. That is one cool-ass Pokemon. And these three starters are... Damn, they're so good. Like, I don't I don't know if I can say that I like these three starters better than the original three of Squirtle, Charmander, and Bulbasaur. Because, I mean, those, those three are fucking legendary, man. Like, they were in the TV show. Come on now. Squirtle wears glasses and stuff like that. The Squirtle Squad. Like, dude, don't even get me started. But, um, yeah, man. I liked all the starters. I was a Cinequil guy, Typhlosion, Quillava, whatever you want. I would love to know what Pokemon did you guys use when you had when you played this game. If you played this game, I don't know anyone that didn't play Pokemon Gold or Silver. If you play video games, you have to have played these games. But um, yep, Cinequil guy over here. So, but I like all three. So there you go. And uh, speaking of the Pokemon, my go-to squad, as far as I remember, I remember most of them. Uh, I'm just going off of like. By the end game, like when I was doing my level 100s, when I had access to everybody. But this, uh, we had Typhlosion. I actually had two of them, like I said. So I would be running like one or two Typhlosion level 100s on my team. Amphros, which is, God, I fucking love Amphros so much. It starts out as that Mareep, like the little sheep thing or whatever. And then it turns into a bigger sheep. And then it turns into this like fucking hairless, like badass looking thing. 
absolutely loved Amphros, man. Amphros is one of my favorite, if not my favorite electric type Pokemon of all time. Love me some Amphros. The only downside to Amphros is that it's slow as fuck, but powerful. And uh, yeah, hits like a fucking Mack truck. Absolutely loved Amphros. Uh, the new, one of the new evolutions of Eevee. I was an Umbreon guy. Yep, yep. I liked Umbreon. Even though it's not the best Pokemon of all time, I just loved the look of that Pokemon. I was, I was a huge um, Jolteon guy. I loved Jolteon. I loved all the evolutions of Eevee. Like, the evolutions of Eevee are one of my favorites, but Umbreon stands true as my favorite of the, of the evolutions of Eevee. Just an awesome black dog. I mean, just very, very adorable, and, um, maybe not the best Pokemon. It was, none of them are all that particularly that good, but I love the look of all of them. Even Flareon, even Leafeon, Espeon, all those motherfuckers. They're all awesome. Uh, but Umbreon was my baby, my boo, my honey booby. And next Pokemon up is my favorite Pokemon of all time. I will give you three seconds. Can you guess who it is? It's a Gen 2 Pokemon. Doo -doo. It's Tyranitar. Oh my god, dude. So the only problem with Tyranitar is that you gotta evolve him from a goddamn... That, that Pupitar or whatever, and it takes forever forever to finally get your hands on a Tyranitar. It's, um, you don't get access to, I think it's, I don't remember what the first part, it's a three-tier evolution, but you, you don't find uh, the first evolution of it until, like, the last area of the game where you, you're in the caves or whatever. When I finally got to it, I was like, oh my god. And I knew what it turned into, so I was like, I have to have it. And when I finally got my hands on Tyranitar, dude, still stands true to this day. He is my favorite Pokemon of all time. Uh, I don't give a shit. You can talk shit. Uh, I'm not. I just love Tyranitar, man. Absolutely love that Pokemon. He was so strong. He had such badass moves. He was my one of my sweepers. Pretty much everyone was a sweeper when you're a level 100. But um, yeah, Tyranitar was my favorite and still is my favorite Pokemon of all time. Obviously, I was running Ho Ho on my team. I did not have Lugia because I wasn't playing Silver, but Ho Ho, goddamn. Um, I've always liked Lugia more uh, growing up, anyway. I don't really, I don't, I don't know. I think they're both really cool. Just Lugia was just such a fucking cool looking Pokemon. But Ho Ho, I mean, we, we all saw Ho Ho and what? I think it's the first episode of Pokemon there where it's flying through the air at the end. But um, holy fuck, dude. Um, when I finally caught. That Ho-Ho, -ho, I have to mention, uh, I did have the, the player's guide or whatever, and oh my god, I remember it. I remember it so vividly when I caught that fucker. And yes, yes, I used the Master Ball on it. I know, I know, chew me out right now. It's fine, I understand. I was like seven, eight years old, so I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. All I knew, all I thought was that Ho-Ho was the hardest and the and the number and the main pokemon to catch so i used my master ball on that some bitch and um dude i remember i was running around the house fucking freaking out screaming i was like oh my god i caught the ho ho it was it was my first legendary pokemon i ever caught and uh, i remember going up to my dad being like look at it he's like I don't give a shit, go away. And I was like, alrighty then. And then I went and told my sister, and she was like, well, I already caught the Lugia. So we swapped, you know, I let her get the Ho-Ho, and I took the Lugia on for a little bit, and then we swapped them back. But Ho-Ho was a mainstay on my team. I mean, if, if you're looking at my team right now, I had a lot of fire Pokemon. If I was running two Typhlosions and Ho-Ho, that's a, that's a lot of firepower, giggity. Um, yeah, Ho-Ho, 
uh, had the red Gyarados, of course. I mean, Gyarados still to this day, I I get I get a Gyarados in every single Pokemon game because I just can't help it. I can't help it. Gyarados is another one of the top five favorite Pokemon of all time. So badass that this this fucking little fish, that Magikarp, fucking that most useless motherfucking Pokemon in all of Pokemon, aside from maybe the set of keys or the ice cream cone or some shit, turns into one of the most badass. Pokemon I have ever seen to date. It's so fucking cool, and to this day, I still make sure I catch me a Gyarados in every single Pokemon game, but this Pokemon game in particular, you can catch the red Gyarados, and that was the motherfucker that I had on my team. I absolutely loved it. Red Gyarados, man. I even have the Pokemon card. I have the red Gyarados Pokemon card. I have no idea. I don't think it's really worth anything, but I think it's bad ace. Oh my gosh. Uh, and then, of course, the last one that I can remember that I was running all the time uh, was Gengar. Uh, I absolutely loved Gengar, another one of my favorite Pokemon of all time. I just, I loved him in the TV show. I loved Ghastly Haunter and Gengar in the TV show. They were just little tricksters, right? Like, all they would do is, like, little pranks on everybody. They were really funny. Ghastly would, like, lick Charmander and shit. And, like, it was just, I loved the three Pokemon. And um, to this day, Gengar in, was, this was the only game that I can get a Gengar in. Because you have to trade away Haunter and then get it traded back to you so you can, so it evolves into Gengar, which just pisses me off. I hate that that's a thing in Pokemon. But of course, they always pick all the coolest Pokemon that you got to do it for. I mean, Alakazam, Gengar, Machamp, Gollum, like you name it. Like there's so many of them, all the coolest ones. It's like, why, why do I have to trade it and trade it back? How does that make any sense? Why would that make it why would that make it evolve? I just don't, I'd never understood that, but at least during this time, my sister and I had the trade cable, so I was able to get access to all these awesome Pokemon. And I would have to say that more than likely I was running an Alakazam as well, because I, I know uh, Alakazam, Kadabra, all those are, I don't know if it's my sister's favorite Pokemon of all time, but I know she absolutely loved Kadabra and she loved Alakazam. And Alakazam, another one of my favorite Pokemon of all time. I'll throw Kadabra in there as well, because just a great Pokemon, dude. Like, it was, it's so fast, and its special attack was so strong, and you can sit there and just hit Psybeam. Like, I, I would always, like, it would always be uh, Alakazam first. That's always number one guy out there, and he would usually just sweep through everything, man, because Alakazam, still to this day, is one of the most powerful Pokemon that I can think of anyway. Uh, it's just so fast, it's, and it's got such a strong attack power, but... And there's not really many Pokemon out there that I think can outspeed Alakazam. Uh, Alakazam does have shitty defense and all that, but if you're if that's if you're able to hit the motherfucking thing. So yeah, I, w I would have to throw Alakazam was more than likely in my rotation as well, and more than likely a Pidgeot, Pidgeotto, whatever, because everybody had everybody would grab a Pidgey at the beginning of the game. So up until I got Ho Ho, I would I was probably running a Pidgeotto or a Pidgeot on the team as well. So. Again, I would love to hear what kind of what Pokemon you guys were running back in the day in Pokemon Gold and or Silver. Uh, everyone's probably got a different little bit of a squad right there, but that was a squad I was running, y'all. So there you go. And I just want to talk about some of the new Pokemon that were added into the 152 to whatever the fuck. Some of the ones that really stood out to me was uh, I love Crobat. Crobat was just so cool and like thank god because Zubat and Goldbat kind of suck and then now they got Crobat which is like like a legit Pokemon like that dude is awesome I, I love having me a good old Crobat on the squad uh, just a fucking pain in the ass to deal with as a Crobat 
Caesar, Caesar, or whatever. Oh my god. I mean, Scyther was already so badass, and then you can turn it into that fucking thing. I mean, holy shit, dude. And I remember getting that Pokemon card. I have the Scissor Pokemon card, and I believe I got that one at a garage sale way back in the day. This kid was, uh, he had a laundry basket that was just filled with these cards. And that's where I got, I would say, half of my collection of those, of that next uh, set of Pokemon cards. Because I remember I got my Typhlosion in there, Amphros, Skarmory, uh, fucking Scizor, all that shit. And I got them for like a dollar or two a piece. Like I walked out with a good stack of cards that more than likely would have cost me a few hundred dollars if I went out to a card shop to buy them or... God knows how many, how much money you would have spent on packs trying to find these cards in there. But this kid was just getting rid of them all. So I remember taking that song bitch to the cleaners. And yeah, I picked up a whole bunch of those cards. Heracross is another one that I absolutely adored. Like, what a cool bug Pokemon. Like, I generally hate bug Pokemon. But the fact that he's got the steel type to go with the bug, it actually makes him useful. So Heracross is an absolute badass. I'm just noticing here there's a lot of steel Pokemon on this list, so I guess I like steel Pokemon. Uh, Skarmory. I mean, dude, come on. Like, that thing should be a legendary Pokemon. Like, I would have I been down with that if that was, like, the fourth legendary bird Pokemon or something to go with Zapdos, Moltres, and Articuno. Uh, Skarmory, dude. God, that thing was cool. And I remember I had to give that card to my sister because I remember going to my grandma with this stack of cards that I just found at the garage sale. And I had so many of them. My sister was so pissed because I, fa I found the deal, dude. Like, I was the one that found it, and I'm the one that paid for it. And I had to give her some of those cards. I remember Skarmory was one of the ones I had to give her. And thank I'm pretty sure I got a Skarmory now, but man, Skarmory is bad ace. Another steel Pokemon, Steelix. I mean, dude, I mean, Onyx was fairly cool, but in the TV show, he was, like, so useless, and, I mean, so was Brock, but that, that fucking Onyx, dude, I swear to God, if you just, like, kicked it in the tail or whatever, it would just, like, KO itself, but Steelix? Oh, my God, that thing is fucking so cool, dude, like, oh, my God, Steelix, bad ass, and yes, I have that Pokemon card, don't you worry about it already talked about Umbreon, so I really liked Umbreon. And I'll shout out Espeon as well. It's pretty cool, but not as cool as Umbreon in my opinion. Lugia and Ho-Ho, obviously both fucking badass. And my favorite of the three legendary dogs, I liked all three, but Raikou by far and away is my favorite one. He is just so fucking cool looking. Suikin is, is pretty cool as well. I just... Maybe back in the day I was a simpleton and I didn't like that it had like purple and pink in it. And uh, also the fact that I pulled a Ryaku out of a pack. Uh, and that was probably to this day the greatest card that I ever pulled out of a pack. I never had the pack luck, bro. Growing up, my sister must have got all the pack luck from me. Because I would rarely pull good cards in the pack. That's why I would just go to card shops. And I'd be like, yo, give me the fucking Blastoise and pay $20 for the card. And then I wouldn't have to get packs. Because, yeah, I was, uh, I was a little shithead when I was a kid. And when I didn't get anything good in my packs, I would cry like a little baby and freak out. And try and get my dad to buy me another pack. But he never would. And my sister would be over there pulling out. I remember she pulled, uh, she pulled her Blastoise first edition out of the pack. Uh, when we were doing Yu-Gi-Oh cards, she had four of the five pieces of Exodia she pulled through packs. Like, she had all the pack luck, bro, and I had none of it. I did pull a Venusaur, though. I remember that was the last fucking card I needed in my collection, and I pulled that Venusaur out of a pack, and... Fuck, dude, I remember I was in Oshawa Center. I was in, I was in the mall, and I was sitting on one of the benches, and I fucking pulled that son of a bitch out, and, like... 
damn near fainted damn near fainted and uh still have that venusaur to this date mint fucking condition that thing is beautiful because i remember that in particular because my sister had an ugly ass fucking venusaur dude it was like dark it was like a really dark green and mine was like super shiny and crisp and beautiful there you go motherfucker um those are the ones that uh those are the pokemon that stood out the most to me of the new ones of course there's a whole bunch of cool pokemon but i'm not gonna sit here and list off every single one but let's talk about some of the new pokemon that suck dick in the new generation of pokemon so in my opinion the baby pokemon even though they're cute they were fucking lame as shit dude except Electkid. Electkid was badass. The the baby version of Electabuzz. I was always a big fan of Electabuzz, and I thought Electkid looked pretty cool. He might even be cooler looking than Electabuzz, but um, I mean the Meg baby just looked like a fucking double ass head. Like I don't know what the hell that was. The yeah, the baby Pokemon were just like not that cool. They're adorable, absolutely adorable, but they all suck. They all suck. Hoot hoot. The fucking owl sucked shuckle what the fuck is a shuckle man like i looked at that i'm like really it's just like this little fucking like worm in a in a shell with holes in it and it doesn't evolve into anything as far as i can tell what a shit pokemon what a shit pokemon remoraid the fish thing like ugh, ugh. i think it turns into an octopus which is pretty key but remoraid like ew terrible like what are you trying? Who do you think you are? Are you trying to be fucking Magikarp? No. No one is ever going to replace Magikarp as the most useless Pokemon, but Remoraid tried. Slugma? What the hell is a Slugma, bro? Like, that fucking... I mean, I like the idea of it. It's like a fire slug, but that Pokemon sucks. It's weak. It is slow as sin. Oh my, it is the slowest Pokemon ever. And I, I don't remember which Pokemon game it was, but they have like barely any fire types in it. And I remember I had to use this son of a bitch and it's, oh, it's so bad. It is so fucking terrible. I hated Slugma and whatever the fuck it turns into also sucked. And then the last ones that I thought were really bad was, honestly, I hated the unknowns. Yes, they have like cool lore or whatever in the TV shows. They're, they're kind of interesting, but I hated collecting these fucking cards. Ugh. They literally just spell out the alphabet. They're just, they're just like the letter A with a fucking eyeball on it, the letter B, and so on and so forth. And they all just have these little eyeballs. And yeah, they just spell out the alphabet. It was garbage. I don't remember how many of them I caught. I had. I remember I had. I had a little stack of the unknowns. But fuck the unknown, man. That was a stupid, stupid Pokemon. Like, oh, let's just make letters. That's a great idea. God damn. Okay. So back to the game. So the actual game. Let's talk about some of the some of the trainers. And uh, if you remember the trainers, you probably know who I'm going to talk about first because. She was a son of a bitch, she was. And what an early challenge uh, this motherfucker was. Fucking Whitney. Oh, yeah. Do you remember Whitney? Do you remember what Pokemon she had that probably swept your team like 18 times? And you were like, what the fuck is going on? Why is this game so hard? But Whitney was the trainer that had the mill tank. That fucking cow. Oh, my God. And she would use rollout. And, oh, my God, she swept my team. I don't know how many goddamn times, like... 
I believe my, my biggest problem was I, I had Cinequil, right? And as far as I can remember, Cinequil was weak to rollout because it was like a rock move or whatever. So yeah, that bitch would one-shot me. And then the problem with rollout is it gets more powerful each time they use it, as far as I can remember. Correct me if I'm wrong, if you will. But oh my god, I remember I had to go grind and get my Pokemon like seven eight nine ten levels ahead of that mill tank just so i can take that slut down but holy fuck what an early game challenge she was i think that was like the i don't know maybe the third maybe second or maybe fourth i have no idea but it was an early trainer and oh my god dude she kicked my fucking ass like a lot like it was not cool it was very uncool Another trainer that I remember absolutely kicking my ass was fucking Sabrina, and it's because she had an Alakazam, and Alakazam is unbelievable. One of the fastest Pokemon out there, and also has one of the most deadliest attacks. You get hit by that Psybeam or whatever, you're fucking Dunyan Rings, bro. Like, that motherfucker is one of the best sweeper Pokemon of all time. I love running Alakazam. I could basically just run, like, if you have two Alakazams, God damn, you're evil. You're fucking evil for doing that. But Sabrina, oh, that bitch. She had the fucking Alakazam, and yeah, she gave me a lot of problems, man. And then when it comes down to, I mean, the rest of the trainers were all pretty easy uh, comparatively to uh, Sabrina and Whitney. And then when it comes to the Elite Four, they were all challenging, especially the first time you go through it because... Uh, I mean, they're hard the first time you go through. If you're not leveled up properly, they will fucking stomp your dick in with, with ruthlessness. They were ruthless, those motherfuckers. But not going to lie, they, they weren't too bad because I spent a lot of my time grinding in these games. I would I had pretty high-level Pokemon by the time I got there. More than likely was running like an all-level 65-plus team. So, yeah, going into the Elite Four with that high of a level team, I did pretty okay. But that motherfucker at the end... Lance. You know what this motherfucker was running? Do you guys remember what that piece of shit had? That motherfucker had three, three Dragonites. Like, oh my god. And the thing about Dragonite is not only is it very, very powerful Pokemon, very, very powerful, it is extremely versatile. That thing would, it would always have a weakness against you that thing can learn thunder that thing had fire attacks it had dragon moves it was strong as fuck yeah it was slow but oh like i remember just getting through the first one and then he's like go dragonite i was like what the fucking fuck and then go dragonite again and this one's even more powerful like each one gets a little bit more powerful and level and i was like oh my god like what the fucking fuck dude like this dude's team was so stacked but Eventually, dude, like when I was just grinding to get my team up to level 100, I made that guy my bitch. I made Lance my bitch. He would clean my boots and then he would lick my butthole whenever I told him to because my Pokemon, my squad, dude, that squad that I just ran you down, Tyranitar, Double Typhlosion, Ho-Ho, we murdered that son of a bitch. No problemo, but oh my god, that has to be one of the hardest Elite Fours ever is Lance with the three Dragonites like what a fucking psychopath what who what psychopath created the who came up with that idea like oh my god that was absolutely fucking ridiculous but uh, I really did actually ended up appreciating Lance because he gave out a ton of XP and you can only sadly you can only fight the Elite Four once a day I believe I don't know if that's in real time or if that's in video game time I have no idea but I all I know is that you can only fight them one a day so I would once a day I would go and fight the Elite Four go walk through them and like 
10 minutes and just destroy Lance and laugh at him and all that good shit. But the craziest thing about Pokemon Gold, after you get through the Elite Four, you get to go back to fucking Kanto. The place that you play in Pokemon uh, Red and Blue, the first place, and you get to go through that whole game. Basically, you're getting a two-for-one in this game. You get to play Pokemon Gold, and then you get to go through and play through Pokemon Red, basically. It's so fucking cool. I was blown away by that as a kid, dude. Like, you have no idea. And that was basically how I experienced Pokemon Red and Blue for the first time, because I had no chance of beating it the first time I played it when I was a young kid, but... Oh my god, like, getting to fight Misty and Brock, all those, and their teams were stacked, too. Like, they were way, way, way more powerful than they were in the original. Like, Brock had, like, a Kabutops and, like, an Omnistar, and Misty had a fucking little shithead of a team, too. If I, I think she had a Seedra or a Kingdra or whatever, and that Kingdra was deadly. And that Starmie, whoo, motherfucker. Yeah, Misty was tough, and, and Brock had a... He was a lot more tough than he was in the first video game. I'll tell you that right now. But, um, holy fuck. Not only do you get to fight those two, you get to fight Blue. The freaking douchebag from the first, your rival in the first game. And his team was fucking stacked. But, oh my god, dude. What, what a fucking cool part of that game that was. Like, oh my god. Getting to go through all that. And, I don't know, I'm just kind of thinking of some other things right now. Like, I remember spending so much time in the, in the like the casino area and you're you're playing the slots or whatever oh dude i used to sit in there fucking grinding out those slots so hard because i think i was trying to get the dratini if you can get enough of the coins you can buy a dratini and i i don't have the memory to to say if i don't remember if you could catch a dratini somewhere in the game i don't remember but all i know is that i wanted that dratini because it turns into dragonair which turns into dragonite and dragonite is such a badass pokemon man Oh, I love Dragonite so much. And I loved it in the anime, too, how it, like, delivers mail and stuff. Oh, Dragonite is so fucking awesome, man. And you get the bike in this game. I loved all the little cities. I can't remember the, all their names and stuff like that. But uh, going through um, oh, the, the, the Lake of Rage where you get the Gyarados, that area was intense. And on top of that, like, I didn't mention this when I was talking about the legendary dogs, but dude... Fuck those legendary dogs. Oh my god. I don't think... I don't believe I caught any of them. Because they were so fucking hard to catch. Oh my god. I could not catch one of these motherfuckers. The big problem is... You would have to like... You have to like track them. And they would be in random places on the map. And you like go to the Pokédex or whatever. Now correct me if I'm wrong. If I'm fucking all this up. I very well might be. But as far as I remember... You had to like track them on the Pokédex. It would say like... Oh, they're over here in this area. Like Route fucking 10 or something. So you go to Route 10... You start going around in the grass looking for it, and then it'll randomly pop up, if you're lucky. Uh, excuse me. And then, uh, I don't know if they all did this, but I know for a fact Raikou, that motherfucker, was... God, he would so... You would run away every time. You finally get him, you're like, ah! And you get, like, maybe two chances before he runs away, and then you gotta wait a whole bunch of fucking time before it pops up again, then you gotta get lucky and find him, and then hopefully that piece of shit doesn't run away like he always does, so... As far as I can remember, y'all, I don't think I caught any of them. Maybe I caught Suikin, but I don't remember. So all I remember, bro, was those motherfuckers were hard as shit to catch. And honestly, it was news to me. I just kind of found this out not that long ago. But you cannot, you can catch that uh, that Celebi Pokemon that looks like a piece of celery or some shit. It's green. It's kind of like the green version of Mew or, or whatever. I don't really give a fuck because 
dude, Mewtwo and Mew are like, well, Mewtwo in particular is one of the most badass fucking things I have ever seen. And especially the fact that I grew up on the Pokemon, like the first movie with, with Mewtwo or whatever, Mewtwo Strikes Back, I think it was called. And dude, he was, he's so fucking cool. So fucking cool is Mewtwo in that movie. And Mew is like, the cutest fucking thing I have ever seen. It's little laugh and it's jumping on the little bubbles and stuff. Oh my god, it's so cute. Ah and yes, I have the Pokemon card for Mew. I have Mew and Mewtwo, of course. I think I have a couple versions of Mewtwo, actually. And um yeah, dude. Mewtwo is one of the coolest fucking Pokemon ever. But yeah, you can catch Celebi Celebi in in that game. I don't believe I ever did that or even found it to to be honest, because I, I actually thought, I just didn't know it was in that game. I didn't know that, I thought Celebi was the next generation, but it is what it is, it are what it do, so yeah, I'm an idiot, I don't think, I don't even know where the fuck you would catch that thing, honestly, I don't know if it was like a promo or whatever, but yeah, it was in there, so I was like, oh, okay, that's, that's kind of neat, and um, Jesus, man, and of course, the, the, the coup de grace of this game is that at the end, you get to go into this, you go into this fucking cave at the end, and you get a fight, Red. So Red, uh, you can say that he's maybe Ash Ketchum or he's the the dude that you play in the first game. But uh, if you look at his squad, he's he's got the squad of Ash. He's got the Pikachu. He's got Venusaur. He's got Charizard, Blastoise, and the worst motherfucker of all, that fucking goddamn Snorlax. Oh my god. One of the most infuriating Pokemon of all time to fight. I absolutely hate that motherfucker. His defense is insane. He's got so much HP. You just gotta chunk him down, chunk him down, and then every time you get him down into the orange, get him down to the red, you're like, oh, I just need one more hit. And he fucking goes to sleep and he fills up his goddamn HP again. Oh my god, I swear to god, I almost threw that goddamn Game Boy against the wall, but I, I knew I couldn't do that because there was no fucking way I would ever get another Game Boy Color ever again. Poor kid over here, so yeah, the fact that I even got a Game Boy Color was a miracle, but oh my god, dude. That dude was tough, man. Fighting Red was tough, and that was basically the main reason why I was grinding up to get my Pokemon to level 100, because he had a strong-ass squad, man. That Pikachu alone, like, thankfully, it's just a Pikachu, so it's not, like, the strongest Pokemon, but it was, like, a level 81 or some shit, so... Yeah, it's quite a jump from the Elite Four. Like, you're sitting there, you're walking through the Elite Four, you're like, oh, level 60? Bitch, please. Bitch, please right now how dare you even offend me with that low level low level bullshit but you get to red and then boom he pops out the fucking level 76 77 charizard you're like i have made a grave error i am super under level and then you get absolutely mutilated by him but yeah man i again like the elite four you can only fight red once per day and yeah i used to make red my little bitch as well because like i said i got all my all my pokemon up to level 100 and red was the main reason why i was motivated to get my pokemon up to that level because i wanted to make him my little bitch and that's what i did so there you go that is that's all that i could really remember about my time with pokemon back in the day uh i also remember that fucking tower that ghost tower used to terrify the shit out of me bellsprout tower i think it was that might be from the original pokemon but as far as i can remember there was some scary ass tower in in this one as well i think it's actually where you catch ho-ho is in that in that area actually but um yeah that town scared the fuck out of me 
And, um, yeah, dude, fucking way later on in life, I got, uh, the Pokemon heart gold and I don't think, I think I actually ended up getting heart gold as well. I should have got soul silver, but, um, yeah, I played through that one as well and, um, absolutely loved playing through it again. What a nostalgia kick that was. And I must say, even to this day of, of those, of the main handheld Pokemon games, heart gold and the original heart uh, gold and silver those are my favorite pokemon games to date uh the new ones are good and all like the latest one like i think what was the last one they did like x and y or some shit and that was really those were good like i like the new way the the new um the new style that has gone to now it's like not not you know obviously graphics have gotten better so they they upgraded the graphics and whatnot whole bunch of new battle systems you know triple fights double fights all that stuff added over the years but hands down dude like the the impact that that game had on me and how fucking good it was and the fact that they kept that model that that formula for so long because it was so fucking good especially back then now i haven't played through it in a long time but i did play through um i think it was crystal when they uh, they they announced uh, the remakes or whatever for the nintendo switch and i was like Bitch, I ain't playing. I ain't gonna pay a hundred dollars to get the remake of that. So I had the original. So I popped in the original and started playing it. And I fucking hated it. Oh my god, I hated it. I couldn't. I was like, what the fuck happened? Like, what? What is this? I just absolutely fucking hated it, dude. Like, I played all the way through, got to the Elite Four, and I don't know, dude. Like, there's just something wrong with that game. Uh, it was just felt really slow and. Yeah, I just really did not like my time playing that one. But um, I don't know. Maybe I'll have to revisit it again. I honestly played it like a year and a half ago. So don't think I really need the the no reason to fucking revisit that one. But yeah, I did not like it. Uh, it's been a hot minute since I played Heart Gold or anything. But I don't think I'll be playing it anytime in the near future. Because there's newer Pokemon games out. I mean, Pokemon Arceus uh, really blew me away, and I, I cannot wait for them to continue onward with that formula, I hope they do at least anyway, and of course, there's the new ones that came out, Pokemon Sword and Shield, I played through that one, and it was, it was fine, like, it was fine, it was obviously a massive letdown, uh, for me at the time, because, and more than likely with a lot of Pokemon people, because we've been dying and waiting for so long to get that open world Pokemon game, and then we finally got, like, uh, I don't know, like a tech demo, basically, with Arceus. I loved Arceus, don't get me wrong. I absolutely fucking adored that game. I, I, I just couldn't stop playing that game. The second I bought it, I could not put it down. But uh, once I got to the end of it, you know, I, it was good and everything, but it could have been so, so much more. There was, There's so much potential that they can run with with that formula, so I hope they, they keep it up. Just tighten it up. Add in a lot more customization, add in a better story, add in better characters, and and that, that game could have been a fucking masterpiece. But, in my opinion, Pokemon Gold and Silver is the coup de gras, is the greatest handheld Pokemon game that I have ever played in terms of, like, I, it's hard to compare them to the new ones, but for me growing up, no Pokemon game, handheld Pokemon game, impacted me the way that that one did, because, like, that one blew me away. I went from playing Pokemon Red, which was had no color on it, and 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 to, the jump from from Red and Blue to Gold and Silver was massive. Oh my God, it was massive! Not only were the graphics increased, and you got fucking color now and all that stuff, but 
it was a, it was a two in one game. Like not only do I get to play through this new adventure, I get to go back and revisit my 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 first adventure that I never completed in a whole different way and it was just absolutely mind blowing dude and the memories that I had the amount of hours that I put into it I've never gotten anywhere fucking close to that with any other pokemon game like with most pokemon games now I will be in and around 45 to 60 hours uh depending on how into catching them all I, I I get no I've never caught them all in any pokemon game um yeah this one easily in the multiple hundreds of hours, uh, no doubt. I did not put this some bitch down for a very, very, very long time, and gonna say it again: my favorite handheld Pokemon game of all time, without a doubt. My favorite Game Boy Color game of all time, and that's not really saying much because I only had like five Pokemon or five Game Boy Color games. Because all I cared about, even basically up till this day, I only get the Nintendo handhelds just so I can get my hands on Pokemon. I don't have a lot of 3DS games. I don't have a lot of DS games. Never had a whole lot of Game Boy Color games. And I never had a Game Boy Advance. My sister had one, and she eventually gave it to me. But, yeah, didn't grow up with the Game Boy Color. And when I did, all I did was play the Pokemon games. Because, fuck yeah. So, I am desperate, desperate for Nintendo to start releasing Poke or, uh, Game Boy Advance games, Game Boy Color games. Because... I missed out on a lot of that, and I'm only just getting back to some of the DS games that I missed over the time. Like like I said at the beginning of this video, I'm finally playing Mario and Luigi's Bowser's Inside Story, which is one of the highest rated games on that system, and I, I'm enjoying it to this I'm I'm enjoying it quite a lot playing it today, and that game is well over ten years old, and I'm I'm enjoying it quite a lot. I even got into some of the Ace Attorney games, they're pretty cool. And um yeah, dude, I missed a lot on the handhelds because all I wanted was Pokemon, and I, that's all I needed, really. That's all I needed. You get me you get me a Pokemon game that comes out every other year, every three years or whatever, and that's all I needed, man. Like, just give me the Pokemon, and I am a happy boy. And, um, yeah, it just goes to show, like, the formula lasted for so long. Only just recently did they, like, really start changing up the formula and the way that the Pokemon games are played. And especially with Arceus, that's, like, a whole fucking new level of game. And, and honestly, that's the formula that I'm into now. I will more than likely be getting, what is it, Sun and Moon? No, no, no. What the hell's the new one called that's coming out? Any, I don't remember the name of it, but I'm going to get those ones. I thought Sword and Shield was was solid, but getting a little i was getting a little bit tired out with the formula but considering that formula has lasted me since like 2000 up until 2020 roughly when shield and sword came out that's a pretty good formula if it can last you 20 years and i didn't get sick of it until just recently so yeah dude just to say like i can't tell you how impactful that game was you you if you experienced it you probably know if you didn't I would highly recommend you find yourself a, a, an old DS, you get yourself a copy of Heart Gold and or Soul Silver, and you enjoy what I would consider a masterpiece in Pokemon handheld gaming. It, like I said, uh, for the hundredth time, my favorite one in the series, by far. Never going to change that because of the of the memories, the nostalgia level alone is going to keep it up there for forever and always. So. That's all I got for you guys this week. I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I can talk about Pokemon all day. I just fucking love Pokemon. I'm not I'm not insane or anything. I don't go to like PokeCons. I never played Pokemon Go. I I just fucking love the handheld games, man. The handheld games were just 
such a such a fucking freeze frame moment for me. I just remember my sister and I sitting down in the basement watching Austin Powers gold member 70 fucking times in a row just playing Pokemon together down there. Like that was something that my sister and I bonded over really strongly when we were kids was was our love of Pokemon and um yeah, dude, that's that's all I got. So hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Make sure you are following and liking, reviewing, whatever you have to do for this podcast. I was I would really, really appreciate that. And thank you so much. We are almost at 500 downloads. Maybe even by the next episode that goes up, I have hit 500 downloads. Uh, I will announce it as soon as it happens on Twitter. So if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can go right on ahead. There's a link down below. You can follow me on Twitter. You, yes, you listening right now could be my second follower on twitter so that would be really cool y'all you could be the second one you aren't going to be the first because my best buddy billy is my one and only follower and i love him very much for that but um again sorry sorry about going off thank you so much soon we're gonna hit 500 uh downloads and i'm almost at episode 50 already y'all i just started this podcast in july and i'm almost already at 50 episodes i don't know in the podcast game is that a big deal 50 episodes or is it 100 episodes i know i know for a fact 100 episodes is a pretty big deal but uh 50 episodes is 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 a milestone at least i'm gonna say it's a milestone maybe it's not something i'm gonna go out and get a birthday cake or something for but definitely going to get some cake or and or ice cream when i hit my 100th episode and who knows maybe episode 100 i'll be talking about a pokemon game yet again but again y'all thank Thank you so much for listening if you made it through the whole episode you are a trooper give yourself a high five and go get yourself some ice cream and some pie because it was just it was canadian thanksgiving so you're allowed to eat like a pig in my books you are you are free to have a piece of pie and and some and some cake and some ice cream and and get so full that you pass out so thanks again everybody for listening i can't wait to do uh, another fucking pokemon game i don't know which one i would do but This is the best one of all time, so there you go. Fucking thank you everybody for listening, and I will talk to you again soon.